Rebel FM, episode 406. I'm Anthony Gallegos. Joining me is Arthur Geese. You didn't even have a computer in front of you this time. I just remembered, for some reason, 405 got really scarred into my brain last week. So, I, maybe because it... Which is... That's weird. Because it's not like it was a traumatic moment. You just got it right because you had it in front of you. Yeah. Maybe because I read it. I do ha- I do know that I retain things probably better than I read. So, that's probably all it was. As opposed to here. Because yes. you tune out everything I say. Uh... I mean, my memory is still a nightmare. Joining me, who has a better memory, is James Faulkner. Yeah, mine's more verbal than r- reading. Yeah, but I'm just saying, all the time, when I play, it happens in Siege the most. I'm like, ah, it's Flash, it's Flashy Lady. Flashy Lady's attacking. And it's like, and someone will be like, Ying? Yes, Ying, Ying, Ying. It's Ying, yeah. But I, just, I, I have that problem as well in Siege, though. There are a lot of operators. <laughs> yeah. My, my memory is contextual. Like, if I can tie a thing into, like, a series of events, then I'm good. But, like, your memory's got to be way better because, you know, like, when you play Dota, there's, like, way more than Siege Operators. Not but, only that, but, but you have to name, name, remember the names of all the items and stuff, too. Uh, it's a it, lot of names. You know, n- not necessarily. There's only some certain things. Like, they have BKB. They have Blink. Also, yeah. if we clockwork orange your ass in front of Dota for 4,000 hours, I'm sure you would remember yeah. all the items in the game. <laughs> That's true. I just passed 2,000 hours. I'm about to play my 4,000th game. We were Dota. talking about this other day, because like, a lot of us took a break, and you and Mitch just played like an ungodly amount of Dota in yeah. that time. Yeah. I'm also up like 80 games, too, yeah. which is nice. So I'm not like in the Jason situation where it's like existential dread about losing games. Oh, you're under, you, is he under fifty percent now? I think he's like fifteen down. Oh, I think I'm. I think I'm like over a hundred up. Yeah, feels good. It was a small bit of foreign language that was just spoken to me. <laughs> no, that should be like no hundred up. I don't know what that means. A hundred up what? A hundred uh, more uh, wins and losses. Uh, yeah, win loss rate. Okay, yeah. I think whatever win, that translates into percentage. That, I just think about percents. Like Fifty-one or something. All right, all right. That's always good. When you go in, there's a chance that there's a good chance that it's not going to be a loss. That, that's got to feel nice. There's a sl- ever so slightly like, better than even chance. chance. Yeah. <laughs> Unless I'm playing with Jason, in which case I am definitely going to lose. Uh, we've had we've there's um a concept that we talk a lot about, about in our group, which is like the twenty percent. Whereas. Oh, 20% of the time, you are the reason that the game is won or lost. The, the rest of the time, that 80% is that are all factors that are on the other other people in the game. Specifically, I think it's like 40% of games you're going to lose no matter what. Yeah. And 40% of games you're going to win no matter what. And so there's a 20%, 20% of games that you can have an effect on. Yeah. That feels like Siege, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think any team game where the matchmaking can be a little up and down. Yeah. Because there's definitely, that, that sounds right, because there's 40% of the time I'm like, we're just outclassed. Yeah, we might, I mean, let's just run through the motions yeah. and get this over with. But it, it's, just, it's just, we talk about a lot, like, and there are some games, and I, I played one this week, where I felt like I was the 20%. I was, like, moving around the map, making moves, and, like, getting the right place um and doing things that, and and i was like oh i'm the 20 percent this game i'm the reason we won this game then you fed like a really important kill and you became the 20 percent the other way yeah i've been that 20 percent <laughs> yeah. before uh matt's not here he's sick yeah so everyone's so. getting the, the sickness right now i've managed I, I started to get it last yeah. week and then i took nyquil every night my wife made me sleep on the couch because when i take nyquil quarantine I, protocol no, well no it's not that it's that 
I normally only snore if I sleep on my back, but when I take NyQuil, I snore in all positions. <laughs> and she was like, you gotta go. You gotta go. It's just too loud. I understand. When I was so, sick, when I was sick last week, I, um, I, every time I would, I'd wake up like every hour and a half and just went, cause my mouth was so dry. Yeah. That leather tongue. Yeah. I mean, and you were just like, <laughs> like yeah. trying to like, sorry for the noise. I never like, want to see you make that face again. <laughs> no, it's like your tongue hits the roof of your mouth and you're like, did a snake crawl in here? <laughs> yeah. Like what are those scales? So yeah, it's a scary feeling. Um, it's yeah. like, is it when, when Harry met Sally? It's like, where's the cat? And yeah, the cat that shit my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. most people remember the orgasm scene for that movie. I remember the cat shitting thing. I I got like the heavy duty Nyquil, or like whatever it is, yeah, like, the extreme like, or whatever, whatever it is. And I took that, and I was like out of my. That's mind. what I've been taking. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, it, cra- it's you crazy. Got the Nyquil with like the poison control. Well, one well, the one that they, they, they when you go to beep at the store, they go. <laughs> Are you eight? Yeah, okay. Just as long as I can see your ID, it's okay. <laughs> it's the NyQuil you can't take to self-checkout. Yeah. Uh, and, and the funny thing is is that uh, that same one, when she would wake me up in the middle of the night to move the cash, I'd be like, okay. And I'd like, stumble out there and be like, where the, what the fuck's happening? Yeah. Like, where am I? That is not something you're supposed to come out of mid-trip. mid, mid, mid trip. It's like an- coming out of anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cried when I came out of anesthesia. <laughs> my, my wife took me. With a tooth hanging around my neck because it was a friend of a friend that was the dentist, and he thought it was fun to put my extracted teeth in my in a ring necklace like around my. I neck. have there's a, a woman in my grad program. She's the woman that I painted in that painting uh-huh. that you like, uh, and you'll notice that she has an ear an earring in one of them that you can see, and those are her wisdom teeth. So, I'm uh, yeah. I was in I was in a big lot, so my wife was making me look around. And I was like, I don't feel right, and I start crying. <laughs> I crying in a big I, 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 when I got my wisdom teeth out um, one when they put the anesthesia in my arm I was like my arm feels wet <laughs> and that was the last thing I said before I passed out oh man um, that's Adam Sessler's uh, avatar that was waving yeah, the, avatars, the avatars look good yeah uh, and Unreal Engine 4 and then I, my mom like they like they had like a side door that so you didn't have to go out through the main lobby where my like, my mom picked me up, <laughs> and I got in the car and had like I couldn't feel all the cotton in my mouth and like reached in and I like pulled one out and I was like my mouth is bleeding <laughs> and started to cry. <laughs> yeah, man, being on drugs is weird. <laughs> Everyone should do it all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, video games, kind of, kind of video games. I mean, I played Siege. I tried out the test server and played the new operators. They're they're Australian, but uh, not Steve Irwin Australia. No, they're they're very subdued. I feel like the way they talk. I feel like they didn't want to care turn them into caricatures. Mm-hmm. So, other than the one guy is like a dirt bike rider type guy, and so he runs around in a dirt bike helmet, which I hate, but. His ability is pretty cool. Did he stop over from Far Cry New Dawn? He looks like he would fit into Far Cry New Dawn. Uh, but the, his his ability is pretty interesting. He's a defender, and his thing is he can launch these little face huggers, and they will take over attacker drones, and then he mm. can drive them around and position them. Does he also do sick flips off of ramps? <laughs> no, thankfully. I mean, he doesn't actually have a bike. That's a weird thing. It's like he's, what if he did? He just has a weird That's BMX really helmet. That's the meta. Yeah, I, so can you launch those at any point or so you can shoot them like target like target shoot them into Mm -hmm. an area and if 
a circle quickly fills, and if the drone's still in it, you capture it. Mm-hmm. Or you could plant them on doors. Okay. And if a drone comes by, it like literally as you're as you're driving your drone, it goes and jumps onto the face of it and takes it over. That's can terrifying. can they see as well still? Uh, yeah. So the yes, the allied the enemy team can no longer see. Okay. But you now you see through, it's only you're in fully control oh, okay. at that point. But the the thing is, when you're driving up on a thing, it'll tell you that one of those things is close by, so yeah. you can like back off with your drone. Ah, uh, okay. If you're kind of like the the, the it's like the, a drone deterrent as much yeah. as it is a takeover thing, like the like the mute thing. exactly. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. The other he's good. I think he's really going to be powerful. I'll be curious what he does in pro league. But uh, the other one, gridlock. I don't know. I feel like she's pretty mediocre. She's like a giant beefy woman with a this thing that she can throw out that that deploys tank caltrops slowly over time and it just keeps putting them out pumping them out to fill up a gigantic area is she just kind of like a semi-mirror character to like even out the one side i feel the other and i feel like her whole thing is you can shoot any of her caltrops with one shot mm-hmm. to blow them up so the whole point of her is if you walk across and you take a bunch of damage but so if a roamer yeah, it, but if a roamer approaches it, they can shoot him, but they have to make the sound to do yeah. it. Is she a defender? She's an attacker. Oh, okay. so she's supposed to be huh. like, I throw this behind me, and then if someone tries to rotate on me, you can cut off like points, like like uh, someone t- like flanking you. Is there yeah. a defender with a similar skill set? There are defenders that can set up. I mean, there's plenty of defenders that set up traps and stuff like right. that. So, but she is she like one of the only attackers who does it? She there are two attackers that do that. There's her and another one. They recently added Nomad. So I guess that makes thing. makes sense to kind of like give similar options on both sides of the of the fence. I feel like yeah, it, I think this one's really similar to their last attacker though. So a lot of people are like, oh, she seems like she just kind of does a similar thing. But but also like you have to like there are a bunch of of the base characters that did similar things. You kind of have to fill out like a, I think, a scope of different things within. And I think uh, yeah. too, what it, what it speaks to me is during the last event they did, they were prototyping and letting everyone play with a pick band system. Mm-hmm. And so I could see them actually introducing, they said actually in ranked, they're mm-hmm. going to introduce pick band, pick band to that. So that means that, like some having people, yeah, people ha- having two of them, powerful. yeah. Even if they ban one, there can still be one that provides that right. sort of option. Oh, cool. So, yeah, they're cool. New map, Australia map. Nothing too crazy to say about that. It's another siege map. Seems pretty good. That game's still really good. Uh, that is now my most played game on Steam. I I think I, I said it in your stream the other night. I need to reinstall. You I, do. We need you to come roam for us. Spoken like a man who's got a small SSD. No, I I put a bunch of other SSDs. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Like, a cavalcade of SSDs. Yeah, I, I put uh, a, a way older one that's a little bit slower, and then I bought a brand new one that was when when you said it was there on sale. Oh yeah, I, I bought Did that you one. Buy the one terabyte. Uh, no, I bought like a five hundred. And what's the one that you have internally? One hundred and twenty-eight. That's the M dot two. That's the M dot two. Right. The so MDMA that, that's like drive. the the MDMA drive, which is super fast. Did you listen to the podcast last week? I did. Yeah. When we were talking about the next gen stuff. Yeah, that that's exciting to me because yeah. that that means, especially watching me play Anthem. Yeah, that's especially exciting. Well, uh, but, but will that be dedicated? I think to just uh like inner like the just the console like interface and like OS. There are terabyte drives. Oh, if they're going to be terabyte on the dev kits, I don't know if the retail ones will ship with that. If if I had to hazard a guess, I would say not. That's really expensive. It would make more sense for the retail boxes to have like a combination of flash storage and like more traditional hard drives. Yeah, 
and ports to hook up your shit. Yeah. It could if be- I can't plug in that external into whatever the next Xbox is and immediately have access to all my games, I'm going to throw it at someone. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like I think a really interesting thing that they could do is being like, hey, these are my most played games. And then it copies them over to uh, an MDME drive. That would be incredible because then you could be like look i want to prioritize these games to be load faster and realizing hey like you have to choose but realizing that you don't have a ton of space that and would then, be really and, nice and then or it just like intelligently moves stuff around sure during like off peak hours or whatever i would i would love the option to choose though yeah i, I wish they, i wish i had both but yeah, for the power user and then just the general user because then they, they can improve times on for general users and not yeah and for power users they can give that option yeah I mean, Siege, and then obviously plans for Zombies Guard Warfare 2. Has a new character. We got it. Oh, yeah. We got, we unlocked it. We didn't pay for it like plebs. So, and uh, like we, people with lives. Yeah, <laughs> no, we, so, like, we definitely plans. we definitely grinded it. Uh, What's so, that character do? It is basically so. If you got really far in the very first one, they introduced this character that only by getting far in the first one you can unlock called a Unicorn Chomper, and it is. <laughs> Super cute and super cool, and that was the only way you could get it. And a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't play the first one. I'm really sad. I could never get the Unicorn Chomper. So what they did, to never fuck to never fuck with the fans who earned it legit, they made a dark version of the Unicorn Chomper, basically. <laughs> Changed a couple of things on it, and were like, now it's a new character, which I'm sure probably feels a little bit like a slight to the people that like yeah. earned that Unicorn Chomper. But for us, it was a nice thing because my wife's so obsessed with that unicorn chomper that I literally made her one for Valentine's Day at one point. That's super cool. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, that game, what I like about that game is now I look at that at like when Gears of War comes out, I'm like, maybe, you know, I could get my wife to play that because she's gotten pretty competent at third person shooters. Especially considering it's window, it's play anywhere, which means like you could play on your PC and she exactly. could play on the Xbox. So there's like an option mm-hmm. there. But that game was like a really good onboarding for her to like try out shooters you could i would try like maybe like the single player co- or the co-op the co-op mode. oh yeah gears for sure i don't i wouldn't i don't think i'd throw her into the multiplayer deep yeah. in and be like here we go <laughs> good fucking luck gears is actually good that way because like the cover system makes it so that you really don't need to move and shoot yeah. so much exactly yeah she yeah. could stop pop aim um but yeah uh those are really the only games that i've been ch- uh, checking out yeah uh while i was sick i, w- I was gonna play games in bed I downloaded Celeste. I have been too meaning to play Celeste. Uh, it was free on Games with Gold recently. Yeah. I don't think I like it with the Switch controller. No, the Switch controller fucking sucks. Yeah. Or with the Joy-Cons specifically. I didn't try it with the... I don't know that it works with the Pro Controller. That would be a giant disappointment. Like, don't, if you're listening to this, don't yeah. take that for gospel. I could be wrong, but yeah. I feel like there are some high-profile indie games that have not supported the Pro Controller recently. Yeah. Uh, Which is bananas to me like as i think of a word that is not the crazy words like why yeah uh that being said i i I think it's really cool and like i like the music and dialogue and everything i just disliked playing that game which which was like because like i really i really wanted to keep playing it so but then i just watched uh one of the two pro dota tournaments that was happening all last week Wow. Shit's wacky. Sven's bad now. Yeah, it depends. 1 and 13? Oh, yeah. Oh, at MDL or ESL? ESL. Okay. Um, yeah, 1 and 13. That's yeah. 
for for Anthony, that's one win and thirteen losses in all the matches that were in played all with the matches Sven. he was drafted. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and then just got calibrated in Dota, and that was calibration. Hell do yeah! What, do you want to say what you got? Uh, you don't have to. No, that's fine. I think I got Crusader three or something. <laughs> all right. I don't. It's a grind with no context yeah. for most people. Though, but that's like, like that's like cool. lower. So if if legend, not legend. What's the guardian? Guardian is herald. Guardian herald. Crusader. Crusader. Archon. Ar- Archon is the midpoint. So I was like Archon two at the end of the season last time, and then and they've changed the way that they do some. It used to be five stars, and now it's seven. Yeah, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, but it, it's also like I I can probably get back up to Archon Two in like five or six, five hold, or six. Your, hold your wiener to the grindstone yeah, yeah. five or six games wow well and the goal cool. the, the goal for this this season is Legend mm. spicy yeah okay I've I've uh, only calibrated once in Siege I should try that again there's no reason not to really. Like I feel like it's a grind. Yeah, sometimes you just have to not care to because I'm sure it's the same with Dota, but with Siege, it's like you could be one rank, but if you play with the same four people the whole time, and like you know, one of them is the twenty percent, then you're all gonna be at a lower. There, there's different MMRs in Dota. There's party rank and solo ranked. Mm. Yeah, yeah I don't play Siege solo. That's so. what when I calibrated in Siege, I was like, people were like, "Oh, do you want to play?" And I was like, "No, I want to calibrate solo." Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like I, I want my rank to be independent of what what our group our group was playing, even if they were as good or better. I just want it because I wanted to see how it ranked me. Yeah, um, that one was fine up until like the last two games where I had like some really toxic shitters oh yeah but that was also like a year and a half ago yeah they've done a lot i will say one of the things they did if you tried cg or intimidated before they added a team fire penalty now where if the first time you you shoot someone and accidentally team kill them it's 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 fine yeah like they have one the second time you shoot somebody it now reflects the damage back to you <laughs> so, so you cannot sit there and try and kill it's like the only people. solution really yeah do they do you do they take the damage as well uh, no, no. Okay. So they're immune and you just kill yourself. <laughs> um, that's their solution. Yeah. I wish they'd put a forgiveness mechanic in yeah. personally. Like, you know, because that's something I know that other games have done where you can. Oh, yes, it was an accident, you yeah. know, so they don't get any sort of penalty. Um, but yeah, that they're definitely trying to combat the toxicity all the time. But yeah, yeah it's a, do you want to punish this person? <laughs> yeah, it's an ongoing campaign. Um, so I asked you guys a question before we started recording. Uh, and so people write in they're always like TVs and all these things what, what should I get out of my, my computer I too am an ignorant grandpa occasionally so I was like I don't, don't know. buy a TV right now well, I can tell you that much right, yeah. right away uh, why not uh, okay that's a nudist to me New too TVs in April but well, like what what's going to be in them that isn't in there already HDR 4K FreeSync alright this is good. This is good transition. Yeah. So I was thinking about buying a new monitor because I was telling them I have the same Asus monitor I got in 2013 that was probably actually from more like 2011. Right. And it's a 1080p, you know, 60 hertz monitor. Now, 
all the people I play games with are like, you know, I got my whatever monitor and they got all kinds of, you know, cool words that come after they announce their size of their 144 monitor. hertz or they got free sync, G sync, whatever, 4k, yeah. 1440. Yes. And, and 144 hertz. Yes. Right? So I am like, Maybe I want HDR. I want a cool monitor and I don't have any idea what to get. I also don't know what, I was like, free, someone the other day, I was like, oh man, VSync was fucking up my thing. And people were like, just get a FreeSync monitor. I was like, wait, so if I have FreeSync, I don't even need to use VSync? So, I don't even understand no, no, what's going on. You, Anthony, should not get, should not worry about FreeSync or G-Sync. Because those things fuck with streaming pretty bad. Okay. Especially mm-hmm. FreeSync. FreeSync breaks OBS and XSplit. Not, it hasn't for me. Like, I stream all the time. Maybe, do you have a G-Sync monitor? No, I have a FreeSync. Do you have it enabled? Mm-hmm. Like you went in and did it because mm-hmm. it definitely broke XSplit for me. Like it shows it like six o- frames per second. Oh, OBS is still okay. Fine. Then that, then that, I would look into it. But like, that can be a little weird. I know that there are like tutorials online to get OBS working properly with 144 hertz monitors. Um, but first off, 100. It sounds like I should strive for a 144 hertz yes. monitor. Okay. It's more like don't get a 4K display. No, yeah, get a 1440 144 hertz monitor, and then. Um, 14. They just Making changed. I, I don't know if it was Nvidia's drivers just changed to a, to support FreeSync. Yeah. yeah, which so now it doesn't matter. It's beta. It's yeah. not a hundred percent supported. It does weird shit, especially on 4K displays. Yes, uh, but it's not so much an issue on 1440p. Um, but 1440p is the recommended resolution. That it, no video card right now is especially great at 4k 60 yeah okay um, so, so you might as well run the shit at 1440p and try to get up to 144 hertz but to be clear so with free sync or g-sync the monitor is basically doing the syncing for you so that you don't have to do it through software means do you know what free sync and g-sync do as far as i know they make i've read about what they did and i've kind of forgotten so i don't want to sound like an idiot by saying it out loud but my understanding is that they, I'm going to say it anyways, don't they make the monitor, like, the monitor perfectly matches what the game is, the, yeah. the thing is rendering out so that you don't get tearing? So monitors have something called a refresh rate. Right. Which is how many times per second the image updates. Right, the hertz. Right. The hertz. So most consumer monitors run at 60 or right. 59.94, uh, which is one of the reasons why 60 frames per second is such a big thing. So that's like one, that's like one frame per refresh. Right. Um, and anything that doesn't divide evenly into your monitor's refresh rate can result in torn frames. Um, and so, like, it without without FreeSync or G-Sync, a 144 hertz monitor would have maybe some problems with games that run at different refreshes. Uh, what FreeSync and G-Sync do is they dynamically change the refresh rate of your monitor within a certain range to match the frames coming out of your GPU. So if your game is running at like 45 frames per second on a 60 hertz monitor without FreeSync, that will result in uneven frame times, which means like some frames will take longer to get out than others. Uh, and it can also result in tearing. Uh, whereas with a FreeSync or G-Sync monitor, your monitor is just like pumping out frames as it gets them, which improves controller response and eliminates tearing. Okay. And, and and it's becoming less of an issue because it was like if you had a NVIDIA card, but it didn't you like that in NVIDIA the past had G Sync, G Sync, and then everything else was FreeSync, which is basically just 
G-Sync, AMD. G-Sync required at least a license from NVIDIA yeah. to brand your shit and be compatible with their stuff. It was like a driver level thing where it would not run unless it saw like those approved yeah. signatures. Whereas, and they were more expensive. Yeah. And, and do you guys have uh, manufacturer recommendations that you like? I I I don't know what like the good monitors are right Asus, now. Asus BenQ. BenQ I, I usually are usually great. Like I like my 4K monitor, but it doesn't do HDR, which sucks, and it doesn't support white color gamut, which sucks, and there is no video card that is reasonably priced that is really capable of doing 4K 60. Um, even even the unreasonably priced cards struggle at 4K 60 with a lot. Well, of especially games. if you that what like I, I'm wondering if they would struggle even more if you if you were doing like ray trace stuff. Uh, yes, but that's that's kind of different just because like it's such a an early tech that people haven't worked out all the kinks also there are only one series of cards that can do it and then nvidia just released a new series of cards that don't have don't have the new chipset so the new the the 2000 series of nvidia cards have two things they have a new uh gpu core called kepler or is is it it's turing yeah it's turing uh, is the name of that GPU Kepler, chipset. Yeah. I think Kepler was the last one. Yeah, Kepler was the last one. Uh, like the 1070 and 1080, I think yeah. probably Kepler. So Turing is the new GPU inside the 2000 series, but it's paired with something called RTX slash tensor cores, which are fixed function pieces of hardware designed to deal with ray tracing. So what the 1660 is, is a Turing GPU without the RTX cores. Okay. So... It performs relatively well, but Turing does some things not as well at the same clock speeds as Kepler. And also, like, the 1660 has less cores than some of the Kepler GPUs that it's supposed to replace. So, like, basically, it's better at some games than a 1070 and worse at others. Yeah, it's cheap, though. Yes, cheap. it's like two something. 250 or something, 270. Yeah. Um, at, four, at 1080p, it's great. You, it will e- basically do whatever you want to throw at it on high or ultra. At 1440p, high. Uh, 4K, I would not recommend it. Okay. Um, 30, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I can play some games at 4K on yeah. the 1070 that I have, but not a lot. And so with all that said, these like new specific like chips for these things is not necessarily new. So we were talking about NVENC earlier, which is the separate encoding profile or encoding. Uh, it's set- a driver level thing. Yeah. That, that, so that, that that's a dedicated chip on the last, I think it's like pre, um, the pre, like the previous cards before the 10, six, like, like the, the nine series. The, I, don't I think, think it might've like, been the eight even like, is no, that shadow I know. play? Um, I'm not sure, but it, it basically does all the dedicated stuff is on that dedicated chip. Uh-huh. Um, so that's like doing dedicated uh, video processing huh. or encoding. For, I learned a lot. Um, but yeah, so the the reason that new TVs are worth getting over the current TVs, aside from the fact that all of them are getting brighter, all of them are getting better at doing blacks and their color gamuts are improving typically, um, which is a big part of HDR's color gamut, which a lot of TVs don't. And the reason you want higher color gambits and better color reproduction, color gamuts, not gambits, uh, is that that's one of the ways that you can decrease or eliminate banding in videos. Like, one of the things that 4K Blu-rays do is, like, the wide color gamut support eliminates banding or allows for banding to be eliminated. Um, So one of the reasons that uh, Samsung's 
TVs from last year, like their high-end TVs were so expensive, but also worth it, is they added two things that are sort of like laser aimed at gamers. Uh, one of which is support for variable refresh rates, like between 40 and 60 frames per second, which means that like on Xbox one X and S basically like, I'm really glad that I muted it because my <laughs> Xbox was listening. Uh, <laughs> On the S and the X, uh, games that run between 40 and 60, like the the frame rate can change. Like it can the the refresh rate of the TV can match what's coming out of your system, which does all the things we just talked about. Hmm. Um, also, there's automatic mode switching. So a thing with TVs is that if you don't have game mode enabled, uh like your TV will look better. Like all the, the sort of visual stuff that it's doing, like for movies and television shows is an improved viewing experience, but it adds latency. So you turn on game mode to get rid of that. Oh. And so what automatic mode switching does is when it's a movie or video, then the TV is normal. And then when it, it detects a game signal, it automatically changes to game. Interesting. Mode. Cause I always leave my TV on game mode. Yeah, Cause I just same. don't ever switch it, which, you know, like can look good, but it's not the best that a TV can look, um, especially for movies and tv uh so that's a nice feature it's a nice feature to have especially for people who get anal retentive about video settings not that there's anyone like that in this room (laughs) uh so that 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 is a thing that may make an appearance in additional tvs also just like better especially for the the oleds like their brightness levels are slowly ramping up um and burn-in stuff is slowly getting better so the tvs are getting better um and last year's models are going on sale right now uh, so if you see a good sale on an H on a 4k TV, it's fine. A lot of them are really good TVs, but just know that the new good stuff is coming out really, really soon. Okay. Well, I understand more now. Um, I forgot. Oh, weren't we going to talk? There was something you wanted to talk about. Ah, yes. You had said that you feel like next gen rumors are increasingly corroborated. Um, yeah, I think that uh so GDC is coming up in like what? 3 weeks? 2 weeks? 2 weeks. 2 weeks? 3 weeks? It's like March 18th? I don't know. Or something. I don't think I've gone I haven't gone to GDC in a few years, so. Um so it's in a few weeks. Uh and I'm on spring break that week, so I decided that I'll cover it. I'll probably do some stuff for variety. Um so I was looking through the panels and stuff that's happening and there are way the fuck more ray tracing panels and tutorials and sessions at gdc this year than i thought i thought there were gonna be like three or four and there are a lot there are a lot and they're using them for a lot of different things and amd is pushing their own ray tracing stuff Hmm. so and amd does not currently have a ray tracing solution so announced anyway announced like they don't have a consumer level piece of hardware that does ray tracing um so that seems to me like the amount of people that are doing sort of video like gpu agnostic ray tracing solutions sponsored by microsoft or whoever like microsoft and nvidia are both sponsoring ray tracing panels like throughout the the event and that suggests to me that like that is hardware that is going to be much more important than it is currently but i thought there was other things that you had heard like just stuff on path tracing just like stuff that uses the sort of dedicated ray tracing hardware to do lots of things and also um just sort of changes in asset management and things that suggest that like a new sort of paradigm in hardware is approaching i guess 
sorry, now I'm realizing that it was not that. It was that you've maybe heard that more rumors have been corroborated about NextGen that aren't GDC-centric, right? Oh, yes. Well, the rumor that came out late last week, I think, was that Microsoft is going to announce their new consoles at the Shure Z3. That would make E3 a lot more exciting. That would make E3 a lot more (laughs) exciting, because I don't know about you, but I'm kind of bored with gaming right now. Like. I was telling James earlier that honestly, like everything that's released since Resident Evil two has been totally uninteresting to me. I mean, yeah, I've had a couple other things, but, but I I just feel like we're at the stage in the console cycle where it's just like hardware announcements are always fun. We're just at the rehash of rehash stage where it's like, here's a bunch of sequels. Here's the game that's been delayed for the entire console generation. Like we have run out of ideas. I know it makes me wish that there was more handheld hardware if for no other reason than handheld hardware can get announced in weird times. Yeah. And it just it's just fun. I mean, honestly, it was you know like when Arthur and I were were in the press uh, Arthur went on longer than I did obviously, but when I was there, I just the whole time I was there was just the Xbox 360 and so it was the most fun things were when it was like, I don't know, there's a PlayStation home TV thing and you're like Okay, okay, with this, like at least it's something. Yeah, it's like, like a piece of hardware that sounds. Like it plays V exactly games on and, and, TV. But you were like, okay, at least it's like something weird that's just not. I, yeah, and I just feel like we're at the same point we kind of were in 2012, where like all the things that got people excited over the course of the console generation aren't exciting anymore. Like, yeah, I I just it feels like people are are doing very expected things and that we're not really getting a lot new and that like people are chasing fads that broke four and a half five years ago like i told james earlier while i was playing anthem that i think destiny broke video games for five years um and that's not saying that you can't like destiny but like lots of games have sort of almost kind of broken themselves trying to chase the destiny model and nobody has really pulled it off especially well like with the maybe exception of the division um like has anything else done the destiny model in particular and succeeded i mean warframe but warframe's free to play yeah it's also chasing a little something a little bit different yeah well anthem in a lot of ways reminds me of warframe actually too yeah but i wish i wish Warframe moved as well as, or Anthem moved as well as Warframe. Yeah, um, I, it's going for a different thing. I realize it's just like these big, clunky Iron Mans versus space ninjas. But yeah, but I I just like I like the way that those games control. Because like even watching you play today and the little I played, it feels a little way sluggish. back in like be- like closed betas. It was just like plant yourself or like float around and it just doesn't feel as free as, as something like yeah. Warframe does. I So the thing about the, the console stuff is that there had been rumors, like just kind of people pulling them out of their ass almost rumors that Microsoft was going to announce consoles this year and it just didn't make sense. Um, and now it seems like there's more credence to those rumors. They're kind of like I'm seeing them pushed by people who don't usually push rumors. Like the kinds of people who like Maybe they heard something and they can't quite corroborate it. They can't get like a second or third source, but they heard. And so they're not going to write a story, but they will retweet retweet someone else's story. Um, because there are people with very strict sort of sourcing policies in the, in the business who are very well sourced, who will not publish a story until they get like a third, like non-connected source to confirm things. Um, having worked with some of those people. Uh, and so I'm seeing them retweet some shit. Uh, and also the other news that sort of like went out last week is that 
there are rumors that Microsoft is going to try to put Game Pass on Switch. Yeah. It would certainly make me keep my Game Pass subscription. Yeah. Which, that's an interesting proposition. I mean, if I could have cloud saves, let's say that Crackdown, for instance, if I could play Crackdown on my PC, have a cloud save, and then stream that game to my Switch while I'm in bed, I'd be on board. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it makes sense. And it makes, like, it is a good value proposition for Game Pass and Xbox and Nintendo. Yeah, I would probably actually get Game Pass if I could do that because I'm not my Xbox is hooked up to my TV right now, but I never play stuff on my TV. I play stuff on my Switch and on my desktop. And if it comes to Switch, it's absolutely going to be on PC. Yeah, like there's no reason for it not to be on both. And so, yeah, I would totally like sit in my bed and like stream locally, um, which makes me feel like there are some pieces falling into place. Uh, like. Microsoft may be willing to sort of set fire to their console sales if they create excitement in other ways. Um, and also, the, there's the sort of like parallel thing that's been happening over the last six months, and it's something that Digital Foundry has been tracking really closely, which is that the base Xbox version of every multi-platform game over the last six months has been really bad. Like, they've run really, really pretty terribly. Hmm. Um, there's been markedly less investment on the part of third parties to get stuff going, like to make it run sort of satisfactorily on the base console. And I'm not saying that's because they're lazy. Like it's, it's additional work. And I feel like we are at the point in video game development where everybody is putting out fires until like literally the hour before a game comes out. Um, and now there are four console platforms to release for, and one of those is a bigger pain in the ass than everything else. And, and then they're just looking at like the the X as their baseline. Wasn't well, there almost five, right? If you're like original Xbox S X, they're but, not optimizing for S or original at all. Oh, basically, like the S is only like very fractionally pow- more powerful than the base system. Okay, um, which is primarily devoted to HDR. So. Um, so it seems like Microsoft is, it's both the fact that there are so many new SKUs and also that what I've sort of heard from a couple of other people is that Microsoft's tools are just not keeping up with everybody else, which suggests to me that like they have the Xbox one X stuff out and it's working and that's what they want to push to everybody. But also it tells me that like they are working on other things, which include like the X cloud stuff, which is game pass streaming on other platforms and all of this suggests to me that they are more and more sort of disconnecting from that base Xbox one, that they are getting ready for their next thing. Like even more so than Sony. I, I'm curious. I, I don't get what Nintendo gets out of allowing that. Cause there are games that are possible on those other systems that absolutely will never run on switch. So you can say, right, but can- I'm saying what Nintendo gets out of financially. That's what I'm wondering. I assume that there will be some kind of rev share. Yeah. But also like, getting people onto the switch is part of the appeal, right? Um, Sure. I guess you can play these things on a switch. So, yeah. So why not? Like, and also they want to build Xbox services into switch versions of games, achievements, all that achievements, like multiplayer backends, which in turn can sort of like link it into Microsoft's sort of monthly active user numbers. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's just, that's a ridiculous, like, when we people were talking about like multi-platform games or not multi-platform games, but like crossplay, like this is like the this is 
This is the one console future. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> but it's but the thing is that it doesn't need to be a one console I, future. I, I, oh, I know. Like because I can see some people saying, well, like if Microsoft does all this, why would they need to make another console like that? And that's like a, a, a piece of anxiety I see from like Xbox fans. Well, other than the, most people aren't going to be able to stream games. Like, well, not not. I mean, even if they were, I think that first of all, like most of Project X Cloud is like based on lower end Xbox hardware. Those are based on Xbox One S kits right now. Um, but also, I think that... Oh, wait, because you're saying I could potentially stream the new Xbox games to my S because I'm just streaming it to that hardware? I don't think it would work that way. I don't think that that's how the new system would work. Okay, because I, I was that, like, wait, you just tell me I can just keep my regular Xbox and still play better no, shit through streaming? I don't streaming? think so. I think that the rumors for the two new Xbox consoles, for the, ne- the new sort of Xbox generation, is that one will be like a monster with lots of dedicated hardware and the other will be like a hybrid console with a bunch of dedicated hardware, but also like oriented around streaming. So it'll have like dedicated hardware to reduce latency and improve video quality. But like most of the processing and GPU stuff will be offloaded. I guess I just look at it and I'm like, but if you could make it stream onto a switch, why couldn't you make it stream onto older Xbox hardware? Yeah. I'm, they probably just don't want that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that just makes, the they might sense. also do that, but I think that like it, benefits microsoft to make sure that like the best version is the version that plays on i mean i'm sure i'm gonna get the best version like that's what i will buy when it comes out but um so yeah so it just like some pieces are starting to fall into place and when microsoft is looking at the future they're not looking at like nintendo as a competitor and they're not looking at nintendo's business model and thinking that's our console console business model i think they're looking like google and apple yeah where like there's the the google presentation on the 13th Right, but I'm not even talking about Google's gaming stuff, which I think anything rooted strictly in streaming is destined for failure. I think streaming is like a nice supplemental thing to no, to a gaming hardware. I, I, I tend to agree. Um, especially with internet here the way it is now. Although 5G could circumvent some of that. Um, in certain parts of the country, yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, f- like, cell internet is the only kind of internet that has any possibility of skirting around the inherent infrastructural yeah the the, the wide obstacles. infrastructure problem like the by wide i mean literally space yeah um but uh like microsoft is looking like google and apple in that like google makes a ton of money from search they make a ton of money from like services and they also have a mobile os and hardware partnerships yeah um where the pixel is like the best version of android that's like the standard setter of android or whatever and they want people to buy it, but it, that's not like their only thing or even their main thing. Apple, on the other hand, has all their services and hardware that they really want you to buy, but you can also get iTunes shit on PC. Yeah. So I think that Microsoft is looking at that and thinking we can still sell hardware and do all this other stuff and diversify our revenue streams and like do the billion gamer thing. Yeah. And just offer services to where they think people would want it. Yeah. And it also like, it's a perfect solution for Asia because nobody in Asia wants to buy a video game console yeah. or but not would, Asia, but in China, but they might play it on their phone or Russia. Like yeah. nobody in Russia is buying video game consoles. Yeah. Any, any of the, the more Western developed world and Eastern developed world that have a higher internet, like speeds and everything that that can handle live streaming video or at a massive scale or where there's like an economic barrier to hardware yeah. like anywhere with like tariffs like brazil yeah. for example um so 
it seems like there are these opportunities and I, it feels like Microsoft wants to build that business and they have an eye to the future and they're not worried about sort of dinging hardware sales slightly if they can get like those users. And that to me seems like a prelude to saying if that is the case, then there is less and less reason to think that they would not announce new hardware at E3 this year. Because if they're not worried about fucking over their console sales in part because like they've lost this generation handily like the xbox one x is more of a mission statement than it is like an, a really competitive piece of hardware because of its price um that they're also often discounting um like if they're willing to do those things like why not announce new hardware the same way the xbox one x was announced which caused an incredible amount of, of enthusiasm mixed with a commensurate drop in hardware sales. And I've seen people say, Oh, well, you know, that didn't hurt Xbox hardware sales. Like they didn't have any exclusives that year. It's like the biggest Microsoft's last big exclusive was 2016. That was like gears of four was like their last really big, like sort of like tent pole exclusive that way. So it just seems more and more like maybe they would be willing to torch some of that short-term revenue to like get people excited for the next thing coming out November 2020. Yeah. And, and also if you get people excited for your next thing, I think that makes them think twice about buying a PS4 pro. Hmm, that's true. Oh, the next thing's coming. Yeah. We've, we've told you it is. So, so wait, save yeah. that, save that money. Well, just like, why I would say don't buy an Xbox one X right now. <laughs> I mean, if you have a shitload of games you want to play, then it's fine. But if you don't have a shitload of games you want to play, then I would, you know, consider waiting. Unless you have... Or get them on PC. If you have a 4K TV, I think an Xbox One X is a perfectly acceptable... Sure. So then the next Halo is almost certainly a... Yeah. The, so the rumors were also that Halo Launch will title. be a cross-gen title. Huh. But I also, I assume, a launch title for... Whatever the fuck the next Xbox is called. Yeah. Xboxes. I have no guess or conjecture of what you would I mean, call the Xbox next Xbox. I mean, Xbox One X is a terrible name. Yeah. I mean, Xbox One X by itself is not a terrible name, but Xbox One S next to Xbox One X are a terrible pair of names. Yeah. So. Xbox XR. But iPhone XR and iPhone XRS or whatever the fuck, those are also uh, terrible ma- names. A- Max? X- or R. I, there's a max XS max <laughs> XS max jeez oh, dude na- naming any fucking product at this point is fucking garbage i mean i well sony just kept it going just they're just going to have the playstation 5, five. yeah like they'll just keep it sequential so i mean who knows what the next xbox will be called or what they're doing but i think that increasingly my skepticism of microsoft announcing a console in in this june is slowly eroding because it seems like there is a pathway for them to do that if they are willing to eat the but cost. Remember when they announced the X as like Scorpio and everything? Yes. I think I think it could be some along the lines of how they did the Scorpio announcements. Yeah, I the thing because that was relatively vague, and like and was a lot of messaging around their intent and not necessarily price hardware. And like I actually, Scorpio was incredibly specific. It was, but it they didn't sh- they didn't say anything other than it was very much their intent. And like it was like Talking Heads, it was 
Project Scorpio, here's what we intend to do. But it was like, here's kind of how we're like thinking about it. But it wasn't like detail oriented. Also, one of the only reasons Scorpio was announced when it did is because it leaked. Oh, I know. And I say that as one of the people that leaked it or that like wrote the leak up. You're the problem. I, I got all the specs. Eat it, Kotaku. But, but, it, but you know what I mean? Like, I, I think it could be something somewhere along the lines of what they did for Scorpio. Yeah, I think that it, it would be, again... It'll, it'll be hardware. Yeah. Like, once they're sure they know what Sony's hardware is going to be and that their best thing will be better than Sony's best thing, mm-hmm. I think that they'll be ready to roll. Yeah. Do you think, at a corporate level, that Microsoft tries to contact and solicit information from Sony product development employees and vice versa? Do you think that's a thing that occurs? I'm absolutely sure that Microsoft attempts to find out all of the information they could possibly and, find And vice out. versa. And vice versa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't saying Microsoft specifically. I was just saying, like, I just never thought about, like, you know, the sort of intracorporate things that oh, yeah. might happen. Oh, yeah. I like it, though. I mean, the biggest point of weakness is going to be in three weeks from now. Like, that's when shit gets real for both of them. At GDC? Yeah. Hmm. Because you can't put that many people together who don't see each other very often with that much alcohol and that much time spent in close proximity and like not free alcohol, yeah. And not have people say things they're not supposed to say. NDAs or no NDAs. Also, you should be looking at what developers are demanding or saying about next next generation without being specific. Because I think we talked about it a little bit before that like in 2011, that was the GDC where like people from Crytek and Dice were talking about how the next generation of consoles had to have eight gigabytes of RAM. I wonder. Remember, what was the first game that was like pre? Still, when we were still in 360 area, that was like in next generation hardware. Like they started like popping up in trailers. Watchdogs. Oh yeah, it was, it was the first game where they didn't show any platforms at the end of the trailer. Yeah. That was also when they like Ubisoft had Assassin's Creed Origins behind closed doors. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. As or- a Prince of Persia game. Origins that long ago? Wow. Like, it was a Prince of Persia game before it was an Assassin's Creed game. That was game. a Prince of Persia game. <laughs> I miss Prince of Persia. But yeah, like those screenshots you see, you can see it's Bayek. Like it's like it's that dude, including his bald ass head. Hmm. But yeah, I, it could be a much more interesting E3 than I previously expected, which would be good because right now I'm just bored by the console. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it, I watched it all last year, and last year I was like, meh, because even a lot of the press conferences, like these are all games that were announced the year before, so it's like you know, I don't know. I think the next big game that I'm excited for is Sekiro. Yeah, that's soon. Soon March, March something. I don't remember the exact date. Also. If Microsoft were to announce next-gen Xboxes at this E3, there is a particular developer that would really like to move the conversation past their current games onto a new one. Yeah. Who's that? What's the biggest game release disaster of fall 2018? Why am I blanking, guys? You guys are both looking at me so knowingly, and now I'm feeling like an ignorant. What had a John Denver song as its main theme? Oh, right. Fall 76. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bethesda would really like to change the conversation, and a good way to do that would be to show a teaser for Scott, for Elder Scrolls 6. Oh. Or Starfield, actually. 
Which one was for? Is Starfield first? Yeah. Starfield is a next gen game that yeah. will be out before Elder Scrolls Six. Right. And if Starfield came out in 2020, that would let them release Skyrim in 2020. Or I keep saying Skyrim, but Elder Scrolls Six in 2021 yeah. doesn't seem that far fetched. I don't know, man. That's a company that I feel like they've got to be in a real, 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 real weird place. I think they're fine. They've launched a series of failures. That's true. Uh, not always critically, but financial failures. Financially, yes. yes. Yeah, and they and one of them was part of their Golden Goose franchise. So I just we'll see. I but, f- they, do, but they do have Doom coming. If I worked, that if I worked at an arcane, game, I would be very concerned. That is a game that I'm excited for. That's supposed to come out this year. It is another sequel. Yeah, it is more of what we've already played. I don't, do, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I want that game so. How crushed are you going to be if that game is bad? I feel like it can't be right. Just like you just—it's basically just give me a mission pack and be good. Battlefield Five was bad. How yeah. do you fuck up Battlefield by taking out spotting. That's how. Well, Battlefield was Battlefield before Battlefield One had also kind of lost me too. Battlefield fucking, Five is worse. It sold worse than Battlefield Four. They didn't put a fucking grappling hook in Doom. You can just fucking grab yourself to the fucking mon- the fucking demons and shoot them in the fucking mouth. Yeah, and yell, "Get over here!" <laughs> Even though it's in verse, I get mean, over here. Also, uh, if I were EA, I wouldn't hate having a next gen Dragon Age teaser at this year's E3. I feel they like that's ambitious, man. They, I mean, they announced it. I know they announced it, and they never cancel games they announce. So. They can't cancel Dragon Age. We you talked think so? about this. I, yeah, I still feel like that there's a future where Bioware ceases to exist, and maybe Dragon Age gets shipped by someone else, but Bioware ceases to exist. There are too many... Do they say who's working on Dragon Age? I think the original Dragon Age studio yeah. is working like, on Dragon Like Age. Austin or something? Like No, not Austin. Uh, is it Montreal? Maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'll just look it up. Um, but yeah, I actually think that before the year's over, there is going to be a number of high-profile studio closures. That's my feeling. From EA? No, just across the industry. There's just going to be a bunch of companies that get shut down just after failing to do good and nobody wanting to finance a new project for them because it's going to be really expensive. And It's funny because I think... This kind of happened towards the end of the last generation as well, yeah, right? They had, uh, I, yeah, the last gen was when Fuse came out. Whew. Yeah, when I was starting in the industry, it was like, you know, I was working on prototype PlayStation hardware for four, and they were coming out like in 2013, that year. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, so, and, and there was a bunch of studios closing all that year and into the next. Yeah, into I, the first I remember year that because you were like, worried about getting like uh, i got let go at the same time as like the dark void studio closes signal studios closed the the scribble knots people laid off most everyone it was just all these studios that were just like cutting cutting yeah. cutting cutting and then all those people will go on to found other studios exactly it, like, yeah but, so it, it is it is a little bit like chopping down a tree and a seed being planted but yeah but yeah i just feel like that we're uh, there's, there's a lot of talent and when i mean talent i mean like actual good talented people out there that then will go on to make some really great stuff because they're fucking driven to want to also who else is microsoft going to announce that they bought 83 this year (laughs) you think they still will buy more places yes oh yeah i mean the 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 word on the street has been that they're looking for at least a couple more studios um Uh, and it's a new team working on dragon age 4 
composed of veterans from the original Dragon Age, Jade Empire, and Baldur's Gate. But where are they based out of? Are they know. just still out of the Edmonton studio? I, I thought they were. Maybe. It could be. It's it's separate. Separate. Uh, it, it might Mark be like... Dara is the executive producer. It may also maybe be part of like Coastal, which is like the group of studios that was under... I guess I'll just be curious to see how Anthem does, because at some Jade. point if Anthem doesn't do that Mark well... Mark Dara's in Edmonton. Yeah. I could see them butchering a live team. The problem is that Mark Dara is also executive producer of Anthem. But. So, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like so far... Obviously, I haven't heard anything sales-wise about Anthem, but anecdot- it's been a catastrophe. A- anecdotally, anecdotally, all of my friends and stuff that play are like, eh, "It's all right," and it's like, "Okay, well, that's not a great thing." I, again, I haven't played since like the closed beta, but like watching you play, it's fucking beautiful. It's a it's great looking game, but it just like from watching you play, it's just like it looks like that. That's not something I looks like I want to play. Yeah, and like not for any like for gameplay reasons honestly like it just doesn't look interesting to me yeah I'm right there with you I'm gonna be a fucking Iron Man I just wanna be able to fucking fly don't put limits on that shit I mean I wouldn't I mean yeah I'm kinda looking forward to the next Marvel Ultimate Alliance game if for no other reason than to see what someone did with that franchise yeah the Nintendo Direct when they showed it I thought it was an interesting choice for them to allow you to do what they called like their action camera mm-hmm. where they zoom it in to like almost like God of War right. levels of zoom instead of making you play it like an action RPG. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think that might actually really help. That was Team Ninja, right? Yeah. Huh. So, yeah, I'm just, what a weird thing to see an Ultimate Alliance game. <laughs> like after all, I mean, that, I, I, I wonder if that's Activision. Activision paying Team Ninja? Because Ultimate it's Alliance. Nintendo, I think. Okay, because I thought Ultimate Alliance was owned by Activision for some reason. but Probably. Because they did one and two. But, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe they're like licensing it from Activision the way that Nintendo is sort of like paying Sega for Bayonetta. For Bayonetta 3 and for Bayonetta 2. And there was that rumor that they were going to bring back Scalebound. Yeah, that was another thing that like Nintendo and Microsoft are working together and Microsoft is giving them permission to, do, to reboot was that, Scalebound. Was, was that... Uh, confirmed was Skillbound no, the, the, the game the that they canceled? Oh, okay. Yes, the okay. platinum game that they canceled. Yeah, but Microsoft the game won't die, huh? Yeah, Microsoft owned it. So and they put out the original one right with like free as free thing with free to play transactions or some shit like that. I no, you're thinking of Phantom Dust. Phantom Dust. My bad. It was another old ass yeah, game the, that the, refused the, to the, die. Then then they canceled. They canceled yes. the remake. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, I'm getting my old franchises all mixed up. As far as I can see, like Activision has no role whatsoever. Let's in get Ultimate Xbox One X2 2020 with a new Panzer Dragoon. Make it happen. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon launch game. PlayStation Five with a new Warhawk. Everything's old is new again. Let's do it. Yeah. There's no. No. Note, note of any Activision involvement in Ultimate Alliance. Uh, Outer Worlds may come out in August. Also. Wow. That yeah. is soon. Yeah. Uh, that is a game that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would definitely love to play a game with some fun quests and explore a world. Give me Space Fallout, please. Give me something that's like a Fallout-ish. That's good. They said, they said it was like a much smaller game than... That's fine. Yeah. Nowadays when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, bring it on. Let you me know, play the small thing. Most games I'm good with the small thing, but I feel with the, with a game like Fallout or Skyrim, I'm like, it can be big. You make it big. Fallout 4, I never finished, though. I 
scratched the surface on that. I only put in 80 hours and scratched the surface on that one and never did like the main quest. Only did like, the, I basically did the detective quest and not a lot else. Like that was like the only like storyline I really. How can you not do a lot else in eighty hours? Well, okay. I also liberated every place and established a town and all the various like you places. Plenty you in that game. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't ever really do much of the main storyline whatsoever. I know? enjoyed the main storyline in that game. A lot of people didn't. I did get to the point where in the main storyline where like I got to the twist and you know was in That's like pretty fucking far in the along. in the super secret base and all that stuff. That's like maybe halfway through the story. I okay, think. you got. I think you got to the point where you had to like choose a faction. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's where I was. The so Min- yeah, it was the Minutemen or or the basically the the railroad. The institute. Yeah, yeah, institute. Yeah, yeah, the institute. Well, yeah, I chose. There was like I chose the Brotherhood, the Institute, the railroad, or, or right. I chose the railroad. Yeah. Um, and, but like, some of them are opposed to others, and others are. Yeah, like I was able to work with the railroad and the institute, but I think the Brotherhood turned on me. So. Uh, you can't really do the railroad in the institute. Eventually, they they're oh totally. To I'm, I think I didn't reach a point of no return between the two. I was bouncing, but I was mainly doing railroad missions. They're my jam. I definitely remember like I also helped the railroad, and like the Brotherhood looked at me askance quite a bit. <laughs> like they called me on it multiple times before I finally sort of like went past the point of no return. Yeah, I think <laughs> this has nothing to do. It has to do with Fallout. But like my favorite Twitter thing right now is when someone post a shitty take they it's a screenshot from fallout that says everyone disliked that <laughs> yeah there was one of the there was a shitty take today oh, there are plenty of shitty takes every day there was an especially bad thing that happened today oh god yeah, yeah it was bad it all happened while i was in critique and then i looked at twitter i'm like what the fuck happened Someone did a Q&A on a a chat board. Yes, I did see that. Sorry. I I just didn't take that as a shitty take. I just took that as a... What the... A PR debacle. (laughs) It's fine, though. You know what? Like, I'm honestly... I am at the point where I am relieved. It's scandal that is not an international incident. Yeah. Like... (laughs) If it doesn't make me worry for the the future of the United States of America or another country, (sighs) then I'm just... I'm relieved. I'm like, oh, good. Someone just looks like a fucking idiot. We're not going to be nuked or anything. Like, well, not yet. But we're getting closer, guys. I heard. The uh, say clock is, is further forward, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot more articles late, lately, too, about military hardware and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, man. So I feel like it's only a matter of time before we need more. And not, not actually this person, but more Chuck Norris-esque films set in a cold war type things you know like all those movies i grew up with that were very much like arnold schwarzenegger chuck norris steven seagal and they were all fighting the russians <laughs> and killing russians that was like the the theme about action movies of you know growing up was either fighting russians or fighting some unnamed like obviously middle eastern country for some dumbass reason i trying to think of like those movies don't really exist anymore. No, they don't. Not movies that are so gung ho like that. They really don't. Like nowadays, there are a lot. There's more nuance to them where it's like, like it's, yeah, we're here, and also it's kind of fucked up that we're here. Yeah, like it's, it's also like it's not like it's a fucking Russian nationalist. It's like it's just like well, he's like the splinter group of exactly. Whereas they, like Commando was like, yo, someone took. Or this might not even... I might be mixing up my Arnold Schwarzenegger movies, but whichever one was like, yo, someone took his daughter and he's got to go to Nicaragua and murder everyone. 
That's Commando. Okay. With, the, uh, with Dan Hedaya, a Italian-American actor in brownface. Yeah. It's a little hard when you see stuff like that. Also, it's a little hard when you go back. Like I was like the other day, I was like, oh, Short Circuit. I loved this movie when I was oh, a kid. Oh, no. And I'm like, is that the guy from Hackers? Yep. <laughs> is he playing it? Mm. Is he an Indian man mm. in this? Yeah. Fuck. I'm like, God damn it. Fisher Stevens. It's still... That being said, it's still a fun movie, but that part you're just like, oh man, what a weird time. <laughs> Fucking times were different. No one looked at this shit twice. There's, I mean, that's, at this point, 80s movies are over 30 years old. Yeah. So if you watched movies in the 90s, you watched movies in the 60s, even then you were like, whole culture moved I on mean, a lot. I, you look back like 10 years and movies were doing things where now it's like, holy shit. Right. So like, yes. If you try to watch The Hangover the first hangover yeah. now that movie has aged not well in some regards yeah, there were some interviews with um what's his name bradley cooper no uh uh the guy from uh ed helms no 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 is that galfinakis no the asian actor uh oh yeah king jong king jong who was just like yeah <laughs> he's like i don't want <laughs> like that, yeah. that will happen now yeah yeah i mean it's just it's I mean, yeah, so it doesn't surprise me. You watch any movie from the 80s, you know, you're like, haha, I remember this being innocent fun. And you're like, do you remember Tropic Thunder? Tropic Thunder, Crocodile Where Dundee, just like any of these Robert movies. Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface the entire movie, and it was supposed to be a joke, but Robert Downey Jr. was in blackface the whole movie. Yeah. 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 People still quote that movie, and I'm like, they post gifts from it of him in blackface. I'm like, guys, he's in blackface. <laughs> Don't. I mean, at least the movie was, I'm not saying it was right, but I'm saying at least in the movie, he was self-aware enough to be like, the movie was like, it's really stupid to have someone in blackface. What's the most here. famous line from that movie? Uh, that's uh, the, uh, I'm a black man. No. I'm a, uh, no. I'm a, it's you never go full rword.org. Yep. Oh, my, mine is uh, the one I always remembered. Yep, is I still uh, hear I'm, a, say I'm that. a I'm a man pretending to be another man. But, uh, yeah, I know the part you're talking yeah, about too. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, no, I mean, it's just full of that different time. Very different. There time. was like a period in, in the late aughts where people were like. We can do whatever the fuck we want now. I mean, yeah, go back and watch. It's edgy you as see fuck. You want to see a movie that any franchise that exemplifies that even more? Scary movie franchise. Just go watch any, and you're just like, the fuck? What? what? The hangover credit scene is Polaroids of like the shit they did while they were drunk. One of them is like someone like literally with Zach Galifianakis's dick in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like a Hispanic lady who looks like a cleaning lady for a hotel i'm pretty sure oh god oh well that now that you changed that i just made me yeah think, that just made me think it's it's things. aged poorly yeah that's aged poorly that's yeah. aged very poorly yeah we got an email uh yeah we have a couple uh let's see and only and literally a couple jacob wrote in and said with the PS Vita seeming to come to an end, yes, it's very dead. Coming uh, to an end. What do you think the future of handhelds is? Do you think anyone can compete with phones, tablets, and the Switch? No. Thanks for no. the great show. But you just named, like, 
two very large. So you don't platforms. think we'll ever see a successor to DS at this point? Like Nintendo is all we we agree. It's the Switch. No. that is their shit. No, it's not the Switch. It's the Switch and phones. Right, but they're not ever going to put out a quote solely handheld hardware thing again. No, I think once Mario Run came out, that was like the canary in the coal mine for their. Ever Do you being think that they will? That maybe some of those rumors could be true of a Switch that is solely mobile. Like so, not not. I see. At some point, yes. I could see if if they if there's like a good way for that to reduce the cost of, of manufacturing it, then sure. But the the dock is like not expensive. That's yeah. not the hard, expensive part of the switch. Like, but also, why not just sell it without the dock for like twenty or thirty dollars less? Well, eighty maybe because that's how much they charge for the dock. Yeah, yeah but that's what is it? It's that's them. plastic. That's. HDMI pass through. It's like a PCB. Yeah, and like USB C. Oh no, it's all it's like USB. I'm sure. It cost, USB-C. I'm sure it cost them something like eight bucks per unit. I bet you or something yeah. crazy. Which is like again, the, what you then pass on to the consumer is like not that much more. Like, but yeah, I mean, I don't currently see like a way where they could make a switch where making it handheld only would make it that much cheaper to offset the additional manufacturing costs of having to make another one yeah so but no there's no reason for nintendo to do another handheld only thing that's just at that point that you're just splitting their market yeah and at this point it's not like they're gonna get something that would be as cheap as the 2ds is and the reason that they still continue to support 3ds software is just because of the amount of fucking 3ds's that are out there although like, chris color was pointing out that there are like basically no three like 3ds releases this year there's like two or three I, i'm pretty sure i think there's like one first party game yes but i still think there are like some other i'm sure in japan it'll get like a long tail of like rpg support or something yeah. like that but yeah uh matt wrote in and says can you guys see any studios and he acknowledged it. Hold on. No, all the studios are gone. Sorry. Says similar to Bungie, who might extract themselves from their publisher. My first thought is Bioware, but I think they're just an arm of the EA as opposed no. to a studio with a publishing relationship. The only way that you can extract yourself, I mean, like I guess the Hitman guys extracted themselves. They were jettisoned. But yes, that's just it. You usually are either jettisoned, and they give you an option to like, do you want to fucking buy yourselves instead of closing, or? It, there usually has to be something pre-written to the contract that, yeah. like, and after off- you ship two games or after X amount of years, you can you can buy yourselves. Who made the heist? Payday made payday. Yeah, uh, Starbreeze. Not Star- no, um, Starbreeze bought them. Yeah, it was like Overkill or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I could see Overkill. Oh, they Maybe. just shut down that game. Well, yeah, they shut down Overkill's The Walking Dead, but yeah. that was like all a Starbreeze thing. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised to see like I would just see those guys just walk away from the company and start their own thing, get funding. I might as well just buy the name. I, I thought all of those people like left too. Like a lot of them did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the people who worked at Starbreeze six years ago haven't been there for a long, like aren't there and haven't been for a long time. Um, yeah, that's a nightmare. Uh, not, there's not many. Every, everyone is is all either like ho, like wholly owned wholly owned or home or homegrown at least for the first party studios and even like everyone else is just kind of like employee owned yeah you, you have to basically be owned. like a partial ownership like a 60 40 thing it seems more likely to me that like one publisher might buy a studio from another hmm. like i it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world to me if sega sold off relic oh right I forgot Sega still owned Relic. 
because they won't sell off Creative Assembly because Creative Assembly is the goose laid in the golden eggs with the Total War games right now. Yeah. But and whatever other game they're working on right now that's like an action game or something. Yeah. Um, but Relic's been kind of a rough, a rough had a rough go for a while. I'm trying to think of other oh, like poor Relic. Everyone else is just getting purchased by either like a Microsoft or like a THQ Nordic or. Whatever. I'm kind of surprised people can fly is still Epic Poland or whatever, and that someone hasn't tried to get the name and take and like restart something. Because mm. you've got to figure that like people at that studio like want to make something that's not Fortnite, Fortnite, or like engine assets. Yeah. Yeah, and maybe they are. I don't know, but it's hard to say. But I, yeah, we're like way down the rabbit hole as far as like studios, or they're like par- partially owned by like a Tencent or something like that. Yeah. I think it's much more like you'll see more acquisitions. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Microsoft bought Piranha. Oh, yeah, they're already working on a Microsoft game. Well, it's not a Microsoft game. Microsoft just let them use the IP. Well, they own the yeah, they own the IP. Piranha. Yeah. They're working uh, on MechWarrior the game. Right. What else did they? What was the last game that they worked on? MechWarrior Online. Yeah, that's them. And then before that, the last game I think they worked on was Duke Nukem Forever. They're the ones who, when I talked, when I talked with them, people that work there, they felt like they, it was not Gearbox who got that game over the line. It was them who got it over the line and actually made sure that game shipped. So, which, you know, Gearbox has been awfully quiet after those like weird rumors from a couple months ago. They're like... I know they're still doing some like hiring stuff, but I mean, I would still want another. I mean, I'm sure they're working on another Borderlands, yeah. but not even that. But like, like, um, Vidnyaki is now like their head of like publishing. publishing. So I think they're still doing like separate, non first, like non their game publishing you stuff. Blow your fucking mind. Yeah, there's not been a Borderlands game this console generation. Fuck. Huh? They just was. rehashed two several times. The pre-sequel was 2013. That's the one made by Australia, right? Yeah. And Borderlands 2 was 2012. Fuck. That was like... That game was a fucking cash cow. Yeah. There's still more people playing that game than a lot of other games on Steam. Daily. Yeah. That game did... Has to be one of 2K's... I mean, maybe one of 2K's better stuff. Speaking of, of games that did, uh, like, Shooter... Sh- Schluter? Whatever the like, shooter looters, yeah, shooter. <laughs> uh, that that game did, we're talking about like you wanted something more Diablo style. Borderlands is the game that these fucking companies should be ripping off, not fucking Destiny. Or a combination of the two. I agree. Um, well, I ain't got nothing else. Um, I've been reading the Expanse books. That's been mm. pretty good. I finished the most recent laundry book. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's intense. Is it the end of the world? No, but it goes to America again. Oh. Okay. Like, I don't want to spoil the premise, but it's a very, like, well, over-the-top premise, even for this. Because each of them is like kind of based off of, like, one was a James Bond thing. Like, does this have, like, a allegory like that? No. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. No, this goes in places that they, it's also the biggest cast mm. of any of the books. Like it's like four different points of view. Oh, cool. Um, 
My wife's been reading the the most recent Stranger Things book, and she says it's bad. Stranger Things? Yeah. Did you know they make Stranger? They have one Stranger Things book, but the reason she got into it is because she saw the story that they're making a new one to go right before that leads into the launch of season three. Mm. Um, so she started reading because, and she said it was not very good. Yeah. Is that one out? Yeah, no. it just came out like a few days ago. Fuck. They sent. Uh, there's. Was, I actually Halo have book, another Halo. one with this cover on it, but it was like a. If they sent Arthur like an early version of this, mm-hmm. that was like a, a only a chunk of it or something like that. that oh really? Pre- yeah, yeah. Let's, let's see. Oh. Yeah, for sure. I'm all about that Halo lore. Uh, I saw Alita: Battle Angel. How's that? I don't know that that's a good movie. In fact, I go so far as to say it's probably not a good movie. But I enjoyed it a lot. Um. It's fun to watch. The effects are really good. Alita is actually like a really good CG character. Extremely violent, right? Yeah. Um, the special effects, like the practical effects, such as they were, are headed up by KNB, which is uh, the people that do The Walking Dead. Okay. And all of Rod- Robert Rodriguez's movies and a bunch of other gory things. Okay. Uh, it is easily like the most violent thing that Robert Rodriguez has ever done. And I'm from dust till dawn in that. That's fucking weird. Okay. When you say that, I was not expecting, I mean, I heard that would be violent, but I wouldn't expect you to say that because those movies are like silly violent with how much violence there is. I'm not going to say who it happens to, but there is a point where someone gets sliced in half down the middle. And the only thing holding them together is the skin of their face. And it slowly tears apart. Fall apart. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot. I should see that in theaters. Probably, it's not going to be there for much longer. So you should hurry. You just reminded me. Shit, I need. I have like two days left to go see the movie I've been meaning to see, which is that World War One thing done by Peter Jack. Yeah, they will never grow old. Is that that's playing at your theater, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I should probably try and go see that tomorrow night. But yeah, I've been wanting to see that. Seems. Is it the Peter Jackson? Yeah, the Peter Jackson. He took World War One footage and restored it, and then basically Color. had a bunch of audio engineers uh, do really precise audio to what they think everyone was saying and stuff like that. That's super cool. And so, like, actually putting, you know, recorded horses and stuff like that to the sound. And knowing, the, knowing someone that worked for Weta and him describing the level of detail they go to, it's insane. Yeah. Like, he's like, yeah, they're just, he's like, they, they go, you know, like, Literally, like, you know, in the Helm's Deep scene of the Lord of the Rings movies, they modeled orcs, fully modeled orcs that were, like, you know, an inch tall. But that guy, if you were to zoom in on him, he was a fully modeled thing that they were... An unnecessary level of detail that they yeah. do. Then, then also some of that was CG, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm saying that... But I'm saying even the CG models weren't, like, these little things that oh, they Oh, they were, they like, could, like full-size yeah, ones scaled down. Yes, exactly. Instead of, like, a low level of detail that they could yeah. have put in there to, like you know save on budget but it was like no like you got to make it the real thing so it's just shit like that that's like you know and he's telling me when he worked there like their level of like hey we're gonna show it to the client show them how things are going Mm -hmm. was like a finished film that was like that when they showed it to them it was never like a well we have the the test you know so it's gonna be like boxes and stuff and we'll show it. it was never that it was like no it'll look like the finished movie and that's what we'll show them he's like it was always insane how hard people worked there so i'm knowing that i'm like yeah it's gotta be really cool Plus, I've just heard it's really it's a it's a ninety minute film followed up by thirty minutes of how they made it mm-hmm. built into it. That's so super cool. I want to I want to see that. Um, and yes, it's in my personal movie theater that I own and operate. So, 
No. You know, the thing I've noticed about a lot of really fancy restored movie theaters is they're all owned by people who also own way too many other things. You know, it's always like a rich person who just like has a fancy to have this idea of owning a movie theater would be a cool thing to restore. Like, I think the person that owns the Alameda one is a partial owner of the uh, Warriors. And it was like the one in Seattle that was very much that same vibe, I think, was the guy who also owned the sounders yeah you know and so it's like i don't know it's just, just like i like film i what wh- how can i get involved in film i don't want to get involved in hollywood i'm just gonna own a movie theater exactly the guy in seattle what is owned- a way for me to lose money more consistently than investing in hollywood itself yeah, yes a it, movie theater he owned a movie theater and he also owns the museum in seattle that was the experience music project yeah the one EMP. that the yes the emp that would also have all the movie props and stuff like that that was a pretty cool movie the, the science the science right next to the ti arena. exactly yeah, yes the so science, science fiction museum yeah, yeah and it would have the horror section and all that stuff that, that, that if you ever go to seattle that's, really that's worth it. seeing it's really cool it's really yeah. close to the space needle too yeah, it's, yeah. you just walk around in that big park area and there's like a bunch of food courts and stuff like that it's like not getting lost yeah but you, they have a bunch of like um grunge and seattle music scene stuff like yes very art. specific there's a whole exhibit dedicated to nirvana which is actually pretty yeah. fascinating yeah. jimmy they hendrix have, they have a one that's also dedicated to the history of just guitars and they have some really 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 old guitars in there that yeah. are fascinating uh, uh, like seattle's jazz jazz scene which is really important to, yeah uh, i like music but i loved the movie prop stuff because yes. you're like here's uhura's outfit from the original 60s run of star trek and you're like it's weird because it's just a fucking outfit but you're like that's it's a piece, piece of cloth, of but it's fucking yeah. cool. That that the uh, the actual museum itself is very cool. Looking. Oh, also, I watched Star Trek Discovery. Oh and, yeah, and it's good. I I wanted to wait for you to marathon it, James, know, but but then I was like, I I was like, just on a hair one day, I saw there was a free set. I got like an ad that was like yeah. free seven day trial, and I was like, that's enough time. All yeah. right, I'll try it. And yeah. then I was like, all the shows. <laughs> I just went through, and I was about to cancel it. And then my wife, who's a big fan of Jordan Peele, was like. I was like, wait, y'all are, and she's also a huge fan of, uh, uh, Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Yeah. So I was like, no, we're staying. Yeah. The trailer, got that, us. the trailer that they put out looks fucking cool recently. Like I was like, holy shit. Like, like, at a, like a, they had a really good section of actors and like the fucking premises look cool. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that was enough between that and the continuing weekly episodes of Star Trek to make me be yeah. like. I guess I'm in. Yeah. I now am a third service subscriber. I never thought I would be that guy, but here we are. So I also watched um Umbrella the yeah, Umbrella Academy. Uh it's good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watch it. it, but I'm pro- I promised someone that I would watch it with them, so I have to wait. It's um My Chemical Romancy. <sighs> yeah, but it's also like it's well done. It's just it's just a well done thing. It's very like The comic was good. Yeah. It is constrained in what it can do because of the budget that certain things require. But like, like it, it's set in like four locations and mm-hmm. they kind of reuse those over and over. And it's That's mainly smart though. Also the aesthetic is such that it can look not like a Marvel movie and still be totally within it. Yeah. Sort of like, like there's a character who's just like fucking huge and like it looks kind of goofy, but like it fits in the world. Yeah. Which just looks like Gabriel Baugh's drawings. Yeah. Gabriel, I don't know what he's doing now, but I remember really liking a lot of stuff. That he, I really liked yep. Casanova a lot. Yeah. Um, and great cast. Um, I, I think they kind of underutilized Ellen, uh, Ellen Page. Ellen Page. They probably didn't want to pay her rate for more episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's a child actor in that who's 
fucking fantastic. He play mm. he plays the he's five. Huh. Hmm. Do you see that they announced more altered carbon season two casting? No. Is Dig it bad? Three oh eight like has an expanded role. I'm surprised you're still interested in that show after your just sort of tepid reception of the first time around. It, it, it's 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 more, I think it's like morbid curiosity. It is morbid curiosity because Dig three oh eight was a a character slash environment from Woken Furies. And Trep is in it. What? Trep is a character from the first book that should be dead, but for 150 years by the second book. But also, like Anthony Mackie is Takeshi Kovach. Oh in, shit! In the second, also oh, isn't the the fucking AIs the what, uh, Ed Poe Garrett, is coming back? Poe yeah. is coming back, which is like that's like a minor character, like like it's like a three sentence throwaway character like, in the original book. Yeah. Who was Jimi Hendrix? Yeah. But well, he was one of the more interesting additions. Shows do season. weird things. No, it's all the showrunner like being having no fucking idea what that book was about and ruining it. Yeah. In a lot of very important ways. Yeah. Curse you. And I'm, I'll probably still watch it cause I don't have to wait for anyone else to watch it. I can be mad at it by myself and to me and to you. Yeah. It's like, I can't watch umbrella Academy cause I'm waiting for somebody like I will eventually watch the Punisher. Like I'm going to watch sex education with somebody at some oh, point. Sex education is another show that everyone should watch. Yeah. I've heard it's real good. Fucking fantastic. Like queer eye when it comes back, which it will do soon. I have to watch with my partner. Like there are a bunch of shows that I have that I'm obligated to watch with other people, but I can hate watch yeah. altered carbon it, season two by myself. Sex education is great. Cause also like, like having played Dodo with Asa, that's so weird it, that like that it's just it's really funny to, he, to hear his voice come out of the, the, like, talking about masturbation and stuff like that yeah that's it's it yeah, yeah. i need to watch barry barry is also great because season two it premieres really soon yeah that, God, that, that's just good tv right now i need i haven't even watched uh, tr- uh true detective season three last night was the last episode yeah too. and I've heard nothing but good things. I saw the last episode and the first episode, which I feel a little dumb about, but oh well. <laughs> and then I'll probably I'll probably go watch Star Trek now that Anthony has watched it. I, yeah, there is a game that you should play to talk about next week. What am I missing? Trials. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Also, the you still haven't played the Civ expansion, have you? No, I've just I. Astroneer took up too much time. How's the the space ring going? Uh, space ring were, were, is on hold only because they did one major patch as of like last Friday that fixed almost every major bug that we experienced. Mm-hmm. Like to the to the point where I was like, even one where when we were playing multiplayer and Jacob got disconnected, and so he was in the shuttle orbiting and it kicked him out. Mm-hmm. And then now when he reconnected, he didn't reconnect in the shuttle. So we just have a shuttle orbiting our planet full of shit that we can't ever get. And they had that bug. They're like a bug where a player gets disconnected in a shuttle. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, give us, we need one more week to address all the rest of them. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to give it one more week to go back in that game so that all those like. I wonder if they're bugs. just watching your stream at this point. I, I mean, honestly, it felt that way because I was like, oh, player hits. Follow us on Twitter. Player hits the button several times and gets kicked through the planet to their death. And I was like. That fucking happened to us like all the time, <laughs> and so I was like, I was like, okay, well, it feels good to know the things that are like happening because 
I, I, I seriously. So if, you have, if you're playing Aston Rear and a bug got fixed, you have Anthony to thank for it. I, I do think that probably people with I'm not getting that game is not small, but for for amount of people that are stream probably streaming that game or like everything that they can probably look at direct direct like oh yep yep okay. The community is also very active in uh, not always dick way about being like yo here's this video of something that happened to me straight up to them yeah like even one time we encountered something and i was like this icon doesn't look right and i just did a quick google and there was all these people f- submitting it to them like this icon looks wrong and sure enough in the first patch update it was like we fixed the fucking icon <laughs> like <laughs> all out of our assholes please <laughs> uh, that's what i do i do like uh, it's both good and bad about the like availability of like video capture that built in and everything that people can just be like record send. it's pretty good because you know like when you work with a qa team uh that's what they're doing they're yeah. like here's here's how i reproed it and here's what happened you're like oh that's fucking really useful and so now that the other players like can do it you're like that's actually much better that i can have a second instance of how and, this happened and even like like and not even like using youtube it's like streamable or any of those like weird things that like like or just quickly turn something into a gif or all kinds of shit just like it's like it's basically a lower barrier to entry to create like videos that you can then send to people in a link yep Um, yeah i know a lot of people just use shadow play real quick you know and just create something real fast mp4 and then upload it somewhere yeah that's pretty cool um but yes i will check out the civic expansion and trials yeah trials is a duh for me that's like out today Mm mm-hmm I mean, I saw on everything. Reviews. I feel like it's out. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I saw people playing. It might not be out on Switch. That's where I was thinking about picking it up because I was like, "That's a pre-bed time game, maybe pre-bed, so I can go to yeah, bed you angry, know, to get your heart rate up, really go to bed really pissed off yourself." <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess that'll do it. It's uh, if you want to send your own emails, it's letters at sleepgame.com. and we're all on Twitter. I'm at Chef Money on Twitter and on Twitch. Arthur's at A-E-G-I-E-S on Twitter, Twitch, and Patreon if you want to kick him some monies for keeping our show edited and going. And he's on uh, Instagram. Instagram at Pregmagic, where you can see the paintings he does, which he posted one really recently. I recommend it. If I was giving him a critique, I'd be like... Is it the the figure, figure painting? Yeah. They're all figure paintings. I'd be but, like... Oh, that that one I, I fucking love. Yeah, so that's the one I went you home... You go see it right now in the main mezzanine area of the graduate building. I went home and I showed it to my wife. And so if I gave my critique, I'd say, look at these colors. I like them colors. Second week in a row that he's given that critique. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a critique of that painting today. <laughs> I'm sure they were less nice than me because they felt like they had to be less nice. No, they were they fine. Have, they it was have, fine. They have no hearts. Um... I'm sure they have hearts and they're nice people. Maybe. Uh, then there's James Faulkner, who's at James underscore Faulkner. And then working on TwitchCon Europe stuff. By the way, book my first tattoo appointment. Uh, in Europe? In Europe. In Europe? I'm going, I'm going on. You're not only going to get your first tattoo, but you're going to get it abroad. Yeah, I'm going uh, to Spain. You're going to get it in Spain? Yeah. Uh, you looked up artists and found an artist and linked it all up in Spain. Uh, so he's a, he occasionally travels to the U.S. Okay, okay. Um, but he didn't have anything available uh, in the time that I could do it. But I was gonna since I was gonna be there for TwitchCon. What do Europe. you? I mean, do you feel okay telling what you're doing? Yeah, I'm getting. Uh, it's a piece of art. Uh, I won't say the name of. It's for my dad's company. Okay. Uh, he's he's a lawyer. Um, 
and it's of uh, Lady Justice. Okay. Um, and art done in uh, an Art Nouveau style. And I've had it on my wall since I was like 14. Okay, so you're getting that. And I see you keep rubbing your left... Left shoulder. Left, left shoulder. Left, shoulder. Left, left shoulder's for my dad. Uh, right shoulder's for my mom. So left shoulder and a little bit of your bicep? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, he's, he's adapting it into his own style because um, I don't want a one-for-one. One. Yeah, sure. Um, Anybody could do a one-for-one one probably yeah. for you. So Yeah, and it, it wouldn't, wouldn't work with way, the way that it's framed because it has like text and it's like it gets cut off like if she has a parasol behind her. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Man... Th- Sounds like a sizable tattoo for your first tattoo, yeah. which is fine. I mean, you're a tough boy. You're going to be fine. But yeah, my first ones he when said, I got them with Arthur were like 45 minutes yeah, out the said, door. He said about six hours, six, oh. to, six to eight hours. The only reason you got that tattoo is because I got you a gift certificate to the tattoo I know. I kept on being like, oh, I'll get tattoos at some point. I'll get tattoos at some point. Here's a gift shop. I was like, I guess I'm getting tattoos. Mm. And then we did it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he said he had six to eight hours. <sighs> Good luck. I mean, it'll probably be fine. Hydrate. For yeah. me, for me, four hours was the max I could do on my sides. Because on my sides, she would be sitting there tattooing me, and then I'd be like, start, un- I'd start twitching uncontrollably, mm-hmm. and she'd be like, I think we have to stop. And I was like, yeah, we probably do. Don't be hungry. No, I'm, I'm, I'm going with people who are going like, to bring me food and stuff like that. Yeah. Gatorade is good, because yeah. you can just drink it. It's electrolytes and calories. Um, no, I'm very excited. Cool. And then I'm uh, finding I'm booking another artist. I think sometime next year, but he has like a longer wait period. Uh, different artist, right on. Yeah, I'm a tattoo monogamist. I, I guess I'm not at all. No, you're a big old tattoo slut. Well, which I'm not. I'm not slut shaming or anything. I'm just saying the one person I went to for the Star Wars one was just someone I kind of picked on a whim. My sides were someone I actually shopped around and found someone I liked. And then my cat, my cat too, is, uh, that was someone, I mean, I was in Seattle, so I needed to find someone that I felt like was a little. That was the, that's the skull. Yeah. One's a train and one's a fire burning. Those were drawn by a friend of the show that I'm spacing on his name and now I feel Bob, 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 is that his name? Fucking Bill, 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 Bill. What did you say? Mer- Merdin? Mer- Mer- Bur- yeah, Burl M. You're helping me out. I'm forgetting his name. He draws a poster. He drew the gear, the Ghibli. GFW poster, and he drew the Ghibli thing. Yeah, yeah. Madron? Madron. Fuck, yeah. yes. Bill Madron drew, the, drew my tattoos for me. Off of me just being like, here's some reference. I don't know. Fucking murder by death things. All right. So, yeah. yeah. And this one. If you hear clanking, it's because James is futzing with his mic Sorry. stand. <laughs> Uh, no, so like my, my, my left shoulder is going to be color, and then this is just going to be uh, black work. And it's specifically like it's this one's going to be I think going to be I had to talk about my mom about it, but it's going to be like um, the first kale- uh, not kaleidoscope, the um, zootope of the horses running. Oh, um, it's, it's getting one, one of those, but in like this like kind of like line zoetrope, zoetrope. Yeah, if I had to redo my tattoos, I probably in hindsight for pain wise would have not chosen cross hatch as a style on my sides. Cause it just meant going back and forth over the same thing. And I was like, ah, ah. so I'm actually okay with a lot of the pain, but my sides were definitely a test for me. So I guess I maybe have a lower pain threshold than some people. Close to your elbow is not a fun place to get tattooed either. No, that sounds awful. Yeah. Like right here. Not fun. It's I, bad just, times. I just remembered I had one more tattoo than I thought I did. <laughs> 
life is weird. How, that was the right when it, when she went down, like right here, right where like where the bone is down here. Like all of this and yeah. all that. Yeah, those yeah, fingers were the, not a good time. And by his arm, his elbow armpit. Oh, I actually haven't seen the top of top of that. I've only seen. Do you have the the uh, crow skull? Yeah, I haven't seen the top of. I don't see the top of uh, Arthur's arms all that much. <laughs> No, I'm Arthur sure doesn't typically. Arthur doesn't typically walk around in tank tops. No, not so. Unless <laughs> I'm getting tattooed, or or when you're coming back from a run. Yeah, I guess you run in a tank top. No, I, I wear t-shirts. Okay, or I just wear a sweater with nothing under it. I was like, do I know you? Um, yeah, wore a tank top once. I've seen. Yeah, he's worn a tank top in here when it's like super hot. Yeah. So. And you might have actually gotten tattooed. I think I, I might have just... <laughs> yeah, I had just gotten tattooed. Yes, right. When that happened. Like, yeah, you I were wrapped in plastic. and went to Rudy's to meet you guys afterwards. That's yes. right. You were still wrapped. I forgot yeah. about that. Uh, yeah. Anyways, if you get tattoos, be safe. Don't ever do it while you're drunk. And if you find a tattoo artist that's willing to do it while you're drunk, they're being... They're, sh- they're shitty and irresponsible. The recommendation... Uh, my old coworker and occasionally freelance assigner, Brian Crescene's son, wants to get a tattoo. How old is he? I think he's like 15, 16 mm-hmm. or something like that. And so he asked my advice and I, and he like showed me a design and is like, the design is whatever. And I told him like to print it out and look at it for a little while every day for a month. And if after a month of staring at it over and over again, he's not sick of it, then that's a decent sign. That, that, yeah, that's why for the, the, my dad wanted was like, I've I've had it for years. I've had it for years. I didn't know I wanted to tattoo until about like two years ago. And like, I looked at it for a few months and I was like, no, I wouldn't regret this on my body. Also, I would strongly advise against drawing your own tattoo design. Uh, well, my wife did that for her, but hers was just a little doodle. So we're talking something about a square inch. If you're the kind of person that like draws something and hates it, like uh, a day later, well, that's then fair, I would yeah. strongly advise you not draw your own tattoo. Or you can be like Max and just get every single thing that you've, you've drawn on your Max arm. Max collects bad tattoos, though. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, he, I love his arm. He's literally got yeah. a, a Mountain Dew bottle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, God bless him. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Be safe with your bodies. Goodbye. Bye. Uh... <laughs>